I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. Hello, Ian. Hello, Eric. Right, last time we were in season four, we were saying how nice it was for once to visit season four because we were talking about Kilo, weren't we, in gold? We were. We we had a, a run of a couple of, well, one okay and one really enjoyable season four. And I remember saying, perhaps, perhaps I've misremembered. And then after watching this week, no, I haven't. No, no. And it's the no, same it's, thing that we've mentioned before yeah. about season four is... Also, oh, season three as well. There are certain stories where when you see the title, you go, yeah, I don't like that one. And that's about the most you think about it. And in this case, they're both Tanith Lee stories, both Sarcophagus and Sand. I go, yeah, Sarcophagus, that's the one with the alien uh, in, uh, taking over Cali. Didn't like that one. Sand, that's the one with Tarrant and Serlon. Don't like that one. And they were definitely not stories that I would choose to uh, watch. No, I... Even on like the VHS days, I would always skip uh, Sarcophagus. Um, I've seen Sand a couple of times before this. Um, they these are weird in that. I mean, I'm I'm not a great fan of Tanith Lee's writing style anyway. I've tried reading a few other things she's done. Um, she strikes me as about uh, on the level of fan fiction. In fact, I've read some fan fiction that's much, much better than, than she writes. And both of these stories, and they are linked, they are sequels to each other, even though they're not. They they make mention that they are. But both stories, I would put any amount of money on that these were already written. She had these written, and then for some reason someone said, uh, she would be good for Blake's ever, and let's approach her. Mm. And they've gone to her and she's gone, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I can write them. Yeah, she's got out these two stories because no one in any of these stories, she's written two stories where the characters through stuff mm. act completely out of character. If you took off the beginning and the end and a couple of lines in between, which I guarantee you were written by someone else, the, you, wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to read the lines and go, oh, this is Blake Seven. No. It, it's 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 not I know we often say like later Blake 7 is not our version of Blake 7 I don't think this is any version of Blake 7 what you're saying there is is very true I mean you could change all the characters names you could change yep. the name of the spaceship and it would be a little science fiction tale but it yep. doesn't belong in the Blake 7 universe at all it doesn't further the story in the slightest, if this story had never been made, it it doesn't do anything apart from giving a bit of an insight into Serverland's background. Um, but it doesn't it, even do that because the the insight into Serverland's background doesn't match anything else we know about her. No, this is yeah. It's I don't I don't. None of these characters are, uh, are the characters they're meant to be. And when you've, I can't I can't see that someone would. 
I mean, I'd love to know the backstory of this. I mean, did Tanisley approach the producers? Did the producers approach you? But I'm presuming at some point she must have had an interest to do this, or it purely was a cash grab. But why would you then go, you know what I'll do? I'll write a story where no one acts as they normally do, and then I can write them as my characters. What's the point? This like, is so it, very yeah. similar. Yeah, it's very similar to Sarcophagus, which we will get round yep. to eventually. When you've got the awful, awful, what the hell was that moments where you have our characters in those robes doing things and it's like what what is the point of all this and that phrase what 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 yeah Um, i kept thinking watching the episode for today's show yeah you're watching it and you're right every other line is a what's the point or a wtf moment yeah shall we have a let's have a wtf tally shall we yeah this these two episodes win it (laughs) Right, comparing yeah. sarcophagus to sand, that's a very good idea. All right, right, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm writing it down, sand, on my little notepad, and when we get to sarcophagus, we'll, we'll compare and, yeah. and just see how many WTFs are in uh, each of them, all right? What, what um, surprises me, though, is in, in fandom, these, especially like in the Horizon days, these, these are stories that are quite well-received and well-thought-of. Mm. Uh, which I don't understand because I don't I don't even think they're particularly well written as even if you if you like you said you could change the names you wouldn't have to change much else and change the spaceship name and you could set it as a just a sci-fi in a sci-fi anthology or something like that Mm. and there's the there's the very germ of what could be a good idea in it but it's so let down by I mean I actually I mean I, I wrote where did that Basically, I wrote somewhere in my notes. I wrote, "This is just fan wank. This is, mm. this is uh, shipping. This is, this is everything I hate about, uh, you know, fandom and and fan writing, encapsulated in this episode." It smacks also. I mean, I I never really went anywhere near it, but I think you do. You 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 have some knowledge of it, of where you have a. A level of fan fiction where you'd bring two characters together and there'll yeah, be a ship. sex scene. Yeah, it's called shipping. What? So you ship characters that that aren't normally together. And generally, I mean, it, it most of it is is usually same sex characters. So they'll people will write fan stories bringing two same sex characters together. Like you know, you could have shipping between Batman and Superman until they find out that both their mother's names are Martha, and then it ends. Um, you could have things like that. But, yeah, it's called Shipping, and it's a well-known... Um, I have to say, predominantly uh, a female-appreciated uh, fan fiction. It seems to be predominantly females that write like this. And that's not... I mean, there, there are males that do it as well, but predominantly female. And it's... It just... It, it almost annoys me. It's like, I, I don't understand why you would take recognised characters, and this is on anything, not just Blake 7 or anything like this, but take recognised characters with recognised character traits and then write something where they all act differently. You've well, written a different story. Sand. Yeah, exa- this is exactly sand right it. Right yeah. there, aren't you? Yeah, it's like, write a different story. Write your own story. Don't, you know, it, it just, it's, I don't get it. It's obviously not aimed for me. I don't understand it, but it's a, it's a recognised uh fan fiction uh genre um you should you should google search it after this put put in 
Blake Google Seven image fan it. fiction shipping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do images and don't do it on the works computer. Um, but but, that's but this is what on... this is. Even down to the Serverlan and tra- uh, Tarrant getting together. Yeah, I mean, but that's fine in fan fiction. But here we're talking about a, uh, a an episode of an established show, show and it and it smacks me of arrogance that an, an yep. ac- a, a writer can come along and change the characters to suit their own ends. Um, okay, it doesn't matter that you know we've had three seasons of this show. Now I'm going to completely change these characters for this story that I'm going to write. Or, yeah. like you say, it might have been already an existing. Uh, outline for a story which has been bent to uh, blend yeah. with this show. I don't know. That's what this feels like to me. I mean, I'd, I'd like to be proved wrong if anyone knows differently. But to me, this strikes as it's been a commission and these stories already existed in one form or another and they've just changed the names. Mm. Uh, but, you, I mean, you can do it. You could... And you you could have a long running series where you do an episode and people act completely differently, but you have to do it in a slightly cleverer way. I mean, Star Trek used to do it a fair bit, especially in things like Deep Space Nine, Next Gen. But they would normally do it in a much much cleverer way. So, I mean, there's a, a famous Deep Space Nine episode where it's set in the 1950s, as if Star Trek was a science fiction program written by uh, a 1950s writer. And the cast and the characters were the 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 people in this story, and, and it was very cleverly done. And it, I mean, I think it won awards. It was so well done. But you do it something clever. You don't just have have a oh, an alien changes their personality. Mm. That's it's such lazy writing. I've seen apologists for this yeah. tale saying, "Oh, it's the sand influence in them. That's yeah. why they're acting yeah. differently." Uh, no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You could do it, but you'd have to be a lot cleverer or put a bit more effort in. It, yeah. I mean, it's th- this is the only episode so far in this run that we've done where I've sort of thought, could I switch this off and get by on just blagging <laughs> because yeah. I didn't want to watch it. On it. Yeah, I, I know. did not want to watch it. I know. I've just said to you before we recorded, yeah. I had to watch it in four goes. Yeah. There were. There were moments where it's like, no, I've had enough. And um, yes, if I can remember, I'll tell you where those moments are. I definitely know where the first one is. And it's like, I'll come back to this later. Because it wasn't engaging me in any level whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in it that I enjoyed. I mean, we've always said that even in really duff episodes, there's something in it you can enjoy. There's an Aeron or Villa scene you can get a nugget out of. And there's not even in this, because no one acts... How they're meant to. Villa doesn't act like Villa. Avon doesn't particularly act like Avon. Um, there is one I mean, little, yeah. there's one tiny little thing which I'll talk about yeah. when the we o- get to it. The only, that, char- yeah. it. the only character I actually enjoyed was Sulin again. Um, and I don't know whether that's because she's got so little to do or they just, for some reason, they don't have her act differently. The no. sand doesn't affect her. No, um, but everything, even even the look of the program. This has got to be one of the worst looking episodes. Shabby, seen so shabby far. is yeah. my word for all of Sheep, this. I mean, story. I was, I, I think I wrote in my notes. Yeah, Captain Zepp. That's yes. what it reminded me of. Very, very much so. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get started. Yeah. Let's get into it. All right. Okay. Well, it starts off where we've got lots of not very convincing green landscape. Yeah, um, and a terrible pretentious voiceover. 
Oh. I have got over which is a terrible voiceover. Yeah. You added pretentious in there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's justified. I know a land beyond the heart of time. That's my first WTF. I know a land beyond the heart of time. The sun never comes there. No moon ever shines. And man, a grain of sand, nameless and lost, blows with the dust. Utter tosh. What, what, what is this? This, this is, we're going to find out, is from this scientist, Federation scientist, um, called Keller. And why is he spouting poetry? Well, it seems to me this, this sand that we'll get into, and spoilers if you haven't seen it, don't watch it, skip it. Uh, but uh, this, <laughs> so this sand supposedly uh, knows, knows enough about humanity that it starts making people act in a either a romantic or a alpha male style way uh to because it what basically wants to breed uh a race of of people that it can use as batteries to get food from um makes no sense whatsoever uh in on in, on anything but i so i was watching this and i was thinking why why is this federation scientist speaking like this what in an official report and then as it as it works on you think oh i i suppose what she's saying is that that it brings out either the the romantic protective uh nature or it brings out the hyper avon alpha male threatening uh behavior which is nonsense it's just how does it know to do this where does it get where's it getting it? its experience from yeah this guy we now know yeah, is why alone. Would it? Why would it? Why, why, why would he start? Why would it influence him to get, to send out poetry? Yeah. No, no, no. This is, it's tosh. I mean, we've got awful voiceover, awful landscape, badly photographed. This is not yeah. a good way to start a story. No, I mean, I was, I, I was sort of, I was watching. I think is this a good model shot even? And it's not really a good model shot because it's, I mean, it's it's okay, but it's not very filmed very well. And then they slap video effects over it. Which we've said time and time again, you can't mix video and film because it just looks wobbly and horrible. And this, it looks terrible. Wobbly and horrible is yeah. a good way of describing it, yeah. But we then see this Don Keller yes. um, yeah. in the most awful outfit. This is a Federation scientist and he's dressed in that awful outfit. The, the, uh, it, it's just not convincing. Yeah. Any of this is it, it, it's no. just rubbish. All of the outfits in this are horrible as well. I mean, mm. the, the character we're looking at today, he's got the most awful silver coat on, hasn't he? It's just everything about this episode is just looks shoddy and is is cheap and repulsive. Yeah. But yeah, and this 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 uh, this scientist is meant to be um, this is meant to be Servalan's one true love. This is this is what supposedly turns Servalan into the the psychopathic power hungry person mm. she was which again is very uh that that's very sort of ostentatious of the writer to come in and a well-known well-documented character and say ah i can tell you why this character's like this mm. and then introduce the most sappy nonsense he's a drip yeah there's no way serverland would uh would well a she wouldn't fall for anyone but she certainly wouldn't fall for this guy and then wait five years <laughs> to go and look for him i love him but yeah uh. 
I'll tell you what. You like, what um, what's I, the, what's, I, yeah, what time... Sorry, I was going to say, what time is the, the legitimate length of time that you leave it without going to look for them? Is it five years? Is that why it's taken this long? <laughs> I, I buy Jarvik more. I buy Jarvik yeah. more as, as Serverland's bit of rough than, than this Don Keller, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, well, while we're talking about Jarvik, RIP to the actor that played Jarvik. Yes, who died this poor week. old Andrew. Yeah, yeah so sad. Yeah. He'll be remembered forever will, as Jarvik yeah. and, you know, uh, all his other roles as King Arthur. And um, Yeah, we, we feel fondly for him, don't we, after? Which we wouldn't have done before this programme, so... No, we wouldn't. No, no we wouldn't. so that's good. No, no. So, yeah, we've got, we, we, we've got these, these video messages being by Don Keller and he's saying about how his base has been hit by a plague and they don't know what it is. Some people die straight away, some people die slowly and he's the last one left and he's calling for help. Um, and we next see Serverland's nifty new ship, yeah. um, which is a really nice ship. That's a yeah, Bill a Pearson nice... creation. Ah, right. Yeah, it's a nice model, nice looking model. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice design. I don't know about the yellow colour scheme. It doesn't really fit with me about colour scheme for Federation craft. They all tend to be, in my mind, you know, red oxide or grey. Yeah. Um, this yellow colour scheme is more akin to a Jerry Anderson craft, I think. Yeah. Than, I always uh, think of yellow as like... Um... Like uh, road mending stuff, or yes, commercial industrial should be yeah, yeah, industrial should be yellow, not, not yeah. military fascist stuff. No, it's a nice model, uh, but it's just again season four filmed very very yeah. badly on yeah. video, and uh, we go onto the flight deck, which again is totally unconvincing. I don't yep. buy for one second that that is the flight deck of a spaceship. No, it looks like again it looks like they've got some panels with uh, controls on because the controls look quite nice but then just sort of stuck them on top of normal tables and things it's yeah totally with weird. regular chairs yeah and very bright lighting at least in that yeah, flat um, lighting again. yeah and it, at least in her you know that organic turd ship she had in season three you know at least you know when it was all manned by mutoids they dimmed the lights and it was darker but this is all yeah. bright bright lit brightly lit and unfortunately because it's brightly lit we get that we get to see that those terrible captain shad outfits are back yeah. On, on Chesgo and the other one, yeah. who doesn't get a name. That yeah, other guy... So, so boring, he doesn't even get a name. He doesn't even get a name. I looked him up on IMDb. He's just yeah. named as Serverland's assistant. Yeah. You know? Um, and here we here he is, Inspector Reeve, Yep. in this Baco foil number with added studs. Um, wh what are those studs for? They're all over his shoulders. What the heck is, is, is going on here? Yeah, I know. They seem to have... Um... Equated studs with manliness, don't they? Is that what studs, it is? Yeah. The more studs you've got, the the bigger a man you are. We've discussed this before. I, oh. I think this is exactly the same material old Gunsar had. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it meant to be metallic? I don't know. Flexible I mean, metallic. I think on I think on Gunsar's it was meant to be, but this is this just looks like he's he's looks exactly what he is. He's in a nineteen seventies sci-fi show, isn't it? He's he's. A Federation inspector. You would think a yeah. Federation inspector would be like old Tot in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, all yeah. dressed in black with the Federation black. symbol on there as well and everything. Instead, we've got this awful, you know, you know, Captain Kremen style yeah. outfit, isn't you wanna, it? Surely you want to be um, intimidating if you're a Federation inspector. You don't want people to look at you and and try and comb their hair in your jacket because it reflects so well. Yes. Yeah, but he's, he's barely got any hair to yeah. reflect either, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and did you notice his gun is just shoved in his belt because they obviously haven't gone yeah. to the bother haven't of giving him a holster. 
Well, the gun looks really cheap looking as well, isn't it? It look. I mean, I was looking at it thinking, what have they made this from? But it just looks like literally two straight lengths that they've cut a hole in one and stuck one bit through it's it. It's just a couple of bits of acrylic rod or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really cheaply done. And then they make a big show of him playing about with it, trying to load it, when it obviously doesn't come apart. No, it and doesn't he's, do anything. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's desperately trying to make it look like he's doing something with that gun. It's like, yeah, mate, you don't bother. We're not buying it. No, no. Well, Serverland, she's been watching, because, of course, Serverland's on board as well, and yeah. she's been watching the Don Keller videos, and, uh, yeah, Keller's saying that people just die, and uh, the computers on that base have packed up, but before they did, they showed that there was a unique element on this planet called Vern, plus some sort of unspecified life form. If the computers have packed up and everything, how come he's sending the messages? Well, I, I thought this... Um, when I was watching it, I think this is so it, it strategically it sort of fades in and out with uh, uh, with interference, but leaves all the all the information that they need on there. And then I thought, is is she trying to say that the sand is doing this? That it's just allowing him enough to get yeah. a message out to get another uh, another mate there. But God, it makes this sound very intelligent, doesn't it? It yeah, is incredibly intelligent. Yeah. We're going to come across this time and time again yeah. on this story. And this is the first one that the computers have played up, but they're allowing him to send a message <coughs> to bring, you know, more, more, you know, yeah. bait. It's well, a trap, a, basically, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not just Tanith Lee that, that suffers with this, because a lot of Hollywood films do it as well. And the one I'm thinking of is um, Deep Blue Sea, where they equate... Uh, intelligence with experience so in mm. in that they make uh sharks super intelligent but then the sharks have intimate knowledge of how human beings work what yeah. human being stuff is what cookers are what, and that yeah. intelligence doesn't mean understanding or experience and this sand it might be intelligent but these are the first humans that have appeared on it and they've thought oh these are good as batteries for getting life energy whatever the hell that is um out of so, but how do they know human romantic notions, human yeah. reproductive cycles? The yeah, male, male, male and female. Yeah, then they're on. A, keep going on about uh, our alpha male. So it's evolutionary. Alpha male is the best way to get. Well, no, it's not. It's not. That's one of the worst evolutionary uh, traits. But how does it know this? It. And later on, we're going to find out it knows how to keep the heating on in yeah. the base as yeah. well. It knows and, how and to uh, turn on the central heating. Yeah, and uh, if you have a nice little romantic meal, you feel a bit more like getting it on. <laughs> I mean, what is it? Is it? Oh, is it got this, a collection of bloody, um, you know, videos that it's watching? I don't. Yeah, it's tosh. But we do learn that, that Keller and his team have gone there because, yes, yes. there seems yeah. to be some sort of unspecified life form. Yeah. Uh, and a unique element on a the A unique planet. element, yeah, which suddenly everyone wants. Avon mm. wants, the Federation wants. I mean, did they go and investigate every every report from every planet where they said they found a unique element? Because I would imagine most planets probably do have some unique elements. Well, we're getting it soon, aren't we? In, in, just, last, the, in just the last week, you know, we've got a new Mars lander uh, just arrived on Mars and it's going to be drilling yep. down because nobody knows, you know, just what Mars is made out of, and that's on no. our on our that's doorstep. On our doorstep. So, yeah. well, there's a lot of sand on Mars. There is oh, pink sand. Yeah. If it was green sand, I'd be more worried. Yeah. If the astronaut, if the if like NASA suddenly start acting a bit weird, 
Yeah. We know exactly what's happening. Do you think those green flashes coming from Mars in War of the Worlds is actually green sand? Under the layer of could pink, be, there's yeah. some green sand. Well, yeah, it could be. It could could explain that. Oh, we can't send people there. Yeah. No, no. But Servalan is, is looking at these videos, and it seems it all happened five years ago, and she says, because, of course, she's still in her you know, Commissioner Slear persona right now. And she says to Reeve, she doesn't think that these records uh, went as high up as they should have gone, i.e. she means to her because yes. she would have done something about it in the last five years if exactly, this ex yeah. of hers was calling for help. Um, but Reeve reckons they wrecked the ship on landing and, and um, Keller... Uh, Keeler, Ke- it's Keller, isn't it? Keller, not Keller. Keller, I think, yeah. yeah no, that Keeler's, was the last time we were um, in season one, yeah. four. Yeah. That was a good uh, episode, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, and, and he would say anything to cover it up. Now, this Reeve guy, right, I don't like him. I don't like him in the slightest. He's a horrible person. He's nasty to his men. He's just snidey. I don't think the actor is at all suited for the role. And, um, yes, he, he he's rather just naff to me see i i quite like him um uh, sorry we no you we're not talking about reeve are we we're talking about keeler no i'm talking about reeve you're talking about reeve. i'd I say don't i like, like reeve oh i i quite like him i i i think there's a, a more interesting story here his his uh relationship with serverland i think is would have been a much better story to see than the whole nonsense with the sand um, and I do miss, I, I quite like this actor. He's been in a few things. He's been in a few Doctor Who's. Mm. Um, I do quite I do quite like him. I'm not sure you're right. I'm not sure he's. This should be more of a, a Travis style. No, you part. know who I'm thinking. Yeah. Be, be, being an inspector, I'm thinking more of a Joban type. Yeah. On board. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Some someone a bit someone that can because you don't although he's an inspector and the the reason that they call him inspector and I think of like a police inspector but I can't see him getting any information out of anyone because he immediately puts people's backs up. Yes, that's what Where, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a Joe Ban would be a would be their friend. I'm helping you. Whereas lock him away. Yeah, and yeah. do it properly. Yeah. I, he's he's a bit heavy handed, but I don't mind. I like I say I quite like the actor and. Um, I don't, I don't mind this character, but I do find it interesting. I find the relationship he's got with Servalan because it, it's about the only thing that works in the episode. Because you're thinking, why is he so antagonistic immediately towards Slea? Yes, uh, and then it, it turns out that he knows that she's Servalan, and mm. but then then his sole sort of reason is that he didn't, he didn't really, uh, he didn't really get to to have lunches and things with her, was it? It was like yeah, very it's a, bizarre. It, it, yeah. It's born out of resentment, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, not... I, I think I think he thinks he should be higher up than he actually is. Yeah. It would have been quite nice if perhaps Servalan had have had one of his relations or something, you know, wife or something, put away and, you know, something a little bit meaty like that. But they waste so much of this episode with the nonsense shipping between Tarrant and Serverland that all the other yeah. characters are sidelined. I do like this this little um, exchange between them because you've got some nice catty remarks from Serverland yeah. to Reeve. Running the tapes again? Afraid you missed something? Perhaps I like watching old films. Five years old. I'm mostly static and interference. Virus which has killed almost all of my team here at the base. No fever, no real symptoms. People just die. Some slowly, some so fast you wouldn't believe. 
20 dead. But another three sick, they're not going to pull through. We don't know what it is, just that it kills. Only Gina hasn't been affected yet, Gina and myself. We don't know either why the two of us appear to be immune, or if we are. We can't really run tests, can we, with the computers acting up the way they have been ever since we got here? Electromagnetic disturbance, or maybe there's just sand in the panels. Sand gets into everything. Facts. This planet has something unique. At least, that's what the machines said when they were still working. It's a trace element. I don't know what it is, or what it does. The reading showed it was something special. And it's here. Maybe it's connected to that first trace we picked up. The one that indicated there was life here. Though we never ran it down. Federation can use something unique, can't it? So, please, come and get us out of this place. Touching. It's interesting. I don't think those tapes ever reached the highest authority at the time they were sent. Or the Federation didn't want to risk chasing into an unidentified viral plague. This mysterious trace element, it's something that's got to be looked into. No more than that. The way things stand, the Federation has to cover every possibility. But Keller, now he strikes me like a man who's scared enough. They wrecked their ship on landing, and he was virtually alone. He'd say anything to save his skin. I've seen that kind of stuff from dozens of people under torture. Of course, you just happened to be passing the door when they said it. I get results. And I'll get results on Vern. If there's any to be got. At the end of those tapes, Keller is obviously dying. He wasn't immune after all. And he said the girl shot herself. They were the last. There won't be much left of them after five years. Which makes you rather an odd choice for this mission. You think so? Commissioner Slear, in charge of the pacification program. There's nothing for you on, Vern. Unless someone thought I'd be lonely. I'm sure you're accustomed to loneliness, Investigator Reeve. You must be alone such a lot. You, you know, about how she says, oh... You, you must be accustomed to loneliness. You must be alone such a lot. All this sort of stuff. is it, that, That's good. I like that. Yeah. Do you, so I don't think any of this was written by Tanith Lee, though, was it? <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, they reach the planet and they start to go out of control. Um, terrible dialogue from that Chesco. Um, suddenly, I think we must have hit some kind of multi-gravitational field. That's yeah. appalling. That is appalling I, dialogue. I was thinking Suddenly, that I, I think we must it, have yeah. hit. Uh, what? Yeah, the, um, the the whole, I mean, the the guy that plays the pilot in this, who I, I recognise from a few sitcoms and that, I think he's a terrible actor, and he delivers the lines as they're, it's just nonsense, and it's terrible effects as well. Well, we've got an alien yeah. laser effect coming up now, haven't we? <coughs> they yeah. borrowed the Who's laser machine, yeah. you know, that um, Ridley Scott borrowed for the egg chamber sequence in Alien, it's exactly the same thing isn't it and that's fine that's unusual you know we've not seen something like that before on blake seven but then we get that terrible video shot of it going through the atmosphere oh, and that, yeah. that 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 is truly dire yeah what happened to the um special effects in this season well they all switched the video didn't they just yeah, for, I mean, that for, didn't for help, cheapness but... sake um 
And, and and I'll tell you an awful lot of the problem I've got with this story as well is it is all studio bound. I think what's yeah. going to be coming up soon. If oh. it had just been in a bog standard quarry, I think it would yep. have been a bit oh. better. But ga- yeah, ga- yeah, I totally one hundred percent. I'd actually written down that the the studio planet is worse than Vortis in Doctor Who, in the <laughs> web planet, and that was nineteen sixty five. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, before we get to that. We're going to Zenon Base, and Villa's not happy about going to Vern. Bang! Well, quite, if Scorpio crashes on Vern. Keller's ship did. And then there's always the virus, which may not have died out. Yes, not to mention the untraced life Keller's computer's registered. A monster, perhaps. Hello, Evan. Nice day, isn't it? It's getting to be a wasted one. I just don't want to die. Is that unreasonable? Yes. Yes. You do understand the problem, don't you? ORAC has intercepted Federation transmissions. We know what happened to Keller. We know what happened on Vern five years ago. We now know that the Federation is interested enough to send an investigator to the planet. If there is the remotest chance of there being anything of value on Vern, do we want it for ourselves, or are we prepared to let them get their hands on it? Put like that, I agree we go. And so do I. Tarrant. Oh, I don't think you're in any doubt about my reaction. All right. Villa may stay at home and mind the store. Oh, no. You're not leaving me here alone. Yeah, Villa's not happy about anything this season, is he? Every episode is Villa saying he doesn't want to go or doesn't want to do something. Mm. They've, really, they've really sort of got down to the, the bare minimum characteristic for each character by this point, haven't they? That It's almost cliches of the characters. So Avon's bullying and wants to to go and do something villa doesn't want to do it tarrant is manly and postures and wants to do it It, it's really not i mean the writing is just nowhere near the previous seasons i think also i think that's why you like sulin because she's the one who stands apart from it all and she's the voice i think so the questioning voice you know yeah she's she's the only one that's actually you can relate to in any Mm. of these season four episodes yeah yeah, because the amount of time she says you're not serious or you're joking yeah. and stuff like she's, that. She's yeah, exactly what the audience That's is what thinking. we're saying. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, here, when we're on the boat base, you know, we've got the most horrible exposition and the oh, dialogue God, here. Yeah. The worst bit in this is Dana saying, a monster, perhaps. That's her, her, her question of what could be wrong on Vern. A monster, perhaps. That's yeah. a terrible line. I, I've written down it's like CBBC acting. It's really, it's not, it's not at all. But they're just acting like they're in a pantomime now, isn't it? It's, like it's almost dreadful. everyone's given up. Nowhere Perhaps, in Blake Seven. Blake yeah. Seven, they they all say there is a life form. There is an yeah. alien. They don't say monster. Nobody says monster. Yeah. Oh god. We don't say it in real life, do you? You wouldn't, you wouldn't be wandering through a forest and hear a growl and go, "Is that a monster?" It's it it just. You monster immediately drags you in that this is fiction. Yeah, I I, I could just about tolerate creature. Yeah, creature, but not would monster. Work. But not monster. <coughs> but all right, Avon says that Aura. Oh, pardon me. If oh, anyone's sorry. worrying, I'm I'm sneezing and coughing and spluttering. I've got you're not well. You've got moment. yeah. So you've got sand in your for... system, haven't you? I have. I got sand. If anyone's listening on headphones and I sneeze, I I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, this is, I think, San's second WTF moment, which is when Avon says that Orac has found out all about the the, the Keller expedition, 
and that they've sent an investigator to Vern, and we just have this stupid notion of if it's valuable, we should get to it before the Federation do. That's the sole reason for yeah. going. Yeah, why? What? what? When did you... these people go from we just want to survive mm. to we need to stay ahead of the Federation, tip-top, whatever? Because it could be that if the Federation's looking at this as a new alloy for making better spaceship, what what are they going to do with it? Yeah. It's it's so sloppy and lazy. It's sloppy and lazy, and it's not a good introduction to our heroes because you know no. you've got all this horrible exposition. Uh, exposition. You've got terrible lines. I don't like Avon's outfit. His no, this hair is, one of his is worst. Yeah, his hair is starting to get more and more bouffant. Um, Dana's eye makeup is appalling, yeah. and ta- as for Terence type perm that he's got this <laughs> week, oh good lord, good lord. Yeah, um, ta- oh, talent, talent, talent. Yeah, but, but but we cut over to our um, you know stock footage of the Scorpio getting ready for takeoff. Yeah, and, let's and fill we, a bit of the episode with that. Yeah, at least, at least that it's out. good to look yeah, at. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> every time that would come on, it's like oh oh that's nice. Yeah, but you then go, you're just taking out the episode, aren't you? Thinking oh yeah. yeah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, but then just as you're watching it, you cut back to yeah. Slear's ship and it's crashed. Fine landing, Chaska. Certainly put the lady out of business. If there is anyone on this planet, you'll have to leave them to me now. Everything's in order here, sir, though the instruments are still acting up. We grazed our sides coming in. I'd better check the engines. We're supposed to be positioned half a mile from Keller's base. Well? You felt what happened to the ship. I barely held her. The base is about five miles to the north. A care to take a walk? Um, yes. And well, it's, it's, it's been put down by a little hillock. Yeah. Yes. Now, it seems they've crashed five miles from the base. So yeah. um, Reeve arms himself with a bullet gun um, yeah. um, because, of course, no, no, no machinery works on the planet. And he, Slear, and this bod, we'll call him bod, he's just an unnamed bod, uh, they leave that Chesco to affect repairs, don't they? Yes, and, yeah. and this is the point where I turned off first attempt at watching this is because they go outside and they go into the worst CO, CSO oh, shot I think God. I've seen. This is John Pertwee Doctor Who era rubbishness. I almost expected a drashig to come bursting out of the ground behind them. It is awful. Yeah, it's. I I mean I don't know whether it was a pickup shot and they they had to do it and they didn't have any money or whether it was planned like this but yeah you i mean and anyone that's a, a you know a fan of the John Pertwee Doctor Who's i've only got to say the mutants and mm. this is what it's, it, it it's like the worst of cso it's terrible it's terrible and yeah you, you know it's a terrible effect but that's superimposed onto a landscape that is terrible yeah. but also you've got this terrible uh starlit sky it's daytime <laughs> But all the stars are out, which looks dreadful as well. Yeah, it's, it's. A, it, I mean, it's not. I mean, to say anything in this episode is believable. He's pushing it, but this is so drags you out of. I say very rarely when watching Blake Seven, are you dragged out to the extent where you're thinking I'll switch off or I'll go and do something else or there's some washing up that needs doing or normally there's enough in an episode normally you're enthralled and it's like it finishes and you go oh is that 45 minutes gone wow but this one it was like i was really looking at my watch thinking oh come on 
As I say, this is when I turned off. You see the ship, get, it gets buried in the sand, doesn't it? There's like a landslide and it gets caught in the sand. Yes. And, and they wander off. Uh, Slear is in uh, stilettos. Yes, I, as, I, you I, do. as you I, do. I, I guess there was no wellies on board or anything like that for her to change into. She knows she's got to walk five miles through sand dunes. Yeah. But uh, I think stilettos, that's the best, do not it? That, that's the best way, yeah. yeah. Um, and they make camp when night falls, don't they? No moonlight. What a pity. I have nothing to gain by tolerating you, Reeve. Hmm. You sure of that? I suggest you go back to the fire. The alternative could be frostbite. I don't believe that. A woman like you. There is something you should realize. There are no women like me. I am unique. That makes me rather dangerous. Good night, investigator. Yeah, it's hard to tell because, like you say, you've got a, even in daylight, you've got a full starry night going on. Mm. Yeah, it looks exactly the same. Uh, Reeve tries turning on the charm, um, but Serverland's not having any of it. Um, and that's when we get the dialogue about there are no women like me, I am unique, and all this business. Um, and that bod there, he takes watch. He wanders off with a fluorescent tube. Did you notice that? His light. Yeah. He's got. It's just a, it's just like a six-foot yep. fluorescent tube. Yeah. Uh, he takes watch while the other two sleep under their Baker foil blankets. Yeah. And it's it's dreadful. He sat there on this little hillock thing, um, muttering to himself, you know, in a totally unnatural and unconvincing way, and and then gets eaten by the sand unnaturally yeah. you no, know it's no, just oh. it, it's not i mean it's it's sort of it's always like cod shakespeare in it where you would like at school shakespeare when you were doing shakespeare plays and you'd have characters just talking to the audience to tell them what, and this is the same thing it's it, it's just rubbish it's 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 like comic book you know yeah oh that reeve such a pig oh, i hate him nobody says things like this out loud no you know, they could have at least had a, a Dune-style thought process going on. Mm. Although I suppose they didn't want to go too close to Dune any more than they have with this sand episode, did they? So. <sighs> oh, no, it, it, oh, it's dire. Um, the Scorpios arrive, though. It's in orbit, and Slave starts to malfunction. Um, and, you know, Villa says, oh, he sounds drunk to me. I thought more Cornish. I think Peter Tuddenham is going for Cornish for this bit for some reason. You do know that this is a hell of a risk. Usually is anyway, isn't it? Dana? Oh, I trust you, Avon. I must be slipping. Yes, indeed. I think I must be too, Master. What? A slipping, Master. Sully, take over. Give me manual control, slave. With great relief, madam. I am somewhat disoriented, confused. Sounds drunk to me. Sounds useless to me, which isn't that unusual. We can manage without slave. Descend to the tops of your underway. Yeah, he's, he he does sound a bit Cornish or a bit mm. like a, a pirate style. No, um, you are. Yeah, but why is the why is the sand making slave and Orak right. acting sort of like lovelorn and romantic? Right. I mean, it, I right. This it. is my third WTF. In the we're going to find out that it can affect machinery and stuff like that. Yeah. That's fair enough. The stuff that's on the planet. The Scorpio is miles up. 
in orbit. Yeah. The sand, psychic sand, can influence computers and machinery, right, hundred miles away in space. Can it? Yeah. Which um, perhaps it is worth an element worth getting hold of then, because it's basically doing what Aurac does. It's managing to speak to computers across mm. the galaxy. So yeah, how how did it how did it influence them? Why is it influencing them? Yeah, yeah. big sigh. That's what this instead of being called sand, it should have been called sigh. I, I really <coughs> struggle to 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 see the appeal of this story that so yeah. so many people seem to like it for. Um, they switched to manual uh, and and can still fly the ship. So I'm guessing the Scorpio is an analog craft because we've yeah. discussed already when they had to fly Liberator through that area yeah. of space where Zen refused to fly them. They realised they were in real trouble because there was tons of systems that the computers continually maintained, didn't they? And they'd have to do yeah. all that all not, manually. Not on this ship, though. No, you flick a switch and suddenly you've got manual. Flick a switch manual. or a joystick. Yeah, you've you know you've got cruise control, don't you? It's yeah, yeah. So that's what they do. They they switch the manual. They enter the atmosphere, and meanwhile, Reeve and Slear have found Bod. He's dead, but with no sign of injury. Yeah. Um, How? I mean, I'm presuming it's drained. Is but if one if one body they can last off for years. I mean, did they? Was it a little? Was it like a midnight snack for them? Did they eat too much? And what's with this thing of? So later on, they say that uh, the sand kills off all but the alpha male. Because that's the best for procreation. Yeah, I don't think they've really understood this, have they, Sand? The more men and the more women you got, the more babies you're going to have. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, you it's... don't need one male and one no. female. You could have one female, but you could have any amount of males. Yeah. But again, this is this is the the fan fiction alpha male <laughs> thing, isn't it? It's, which is, I I don't know. I mean, I know sometimes I think um, women are. Sort of, they they've got diff, definitely different thought patterns to men, um, but I just don't get this this idea that that someone that's so alpha and violent and Neanderthal and they're the best the best option for having kids with. Mm -hmm. mm. No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Well. At the same time that that's happening, Tarrant and Dana have teleported down, yes. and they've got bullets as well in their clip guns. Yes, um, she's got old-fashioned percussion bullets. Percussion. Why are they called percussion what bullets? what else does the percussion bullets... Yeah, what do, what do the clip guns normally fire, then, if it's not a percussion round? Well, they must be energy weapons. But uh, um, it's just... Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing they're called percussion uh, projectiles because a hammer hits yeah. them. So therefore, the Scorpio gun has got a hammer. Yep. So how does it fire normal it? bullets? Yeah. Yes. What else? How is it firing its regular ones then? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or when um, when Dorian built them, did he build them with a a backup percussion uh, system just in case they come across an alien that can drain kinetic energy? Or He's something? a forward thinker, that Dorian, wasn't he? Yes. Well, he had a lot of time, didn't he? He had a lot of time yes. on his hands. That that is very true. Yeah. And, of course, it's one of the few times this variable nature of the guns is yeah. actually used. You know, they yeah. made a big deal of that in Rescue, didn't they? That, oh, they did, yeah. Oh, you've got all these different cartridges, 
And, uh, you know, they just used one for the majority of the time, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, a bullet for every occasion. That's what. Just... That's exactly what she said when she yeah. did her salad century type wave of her hand across the uh, yeah. cartridges there. Yes, yes, yes. Well, at, it's at this point where uh, Reeve turns on Slear. Afraid it won't work, Investigator? Afraid it will. You would be able to report, presumably, an excellent reason for killing me. One more casualty on Vern. You did kill the other one, didn't you? You might have had a motive. Something he found out. Reeve, you apparently think this is a new, exciting experience for me. It isn't. I've confronted several maniacs with guns. Oh, I'm sure you have. Madam President. I'm right, aren't I? Servalan. We never actually met. But I was at one of those official receptions for good and faithful servants. That you occasionally graced with your presence. Uh, because he thinks she killed Bod. And he also yeah. knows that she's Servalan, so we'll call her Servalan from now on. Uh, he saw yeah. her once at a rally. I, um, I agree with you in this section. I think... Um... He go he overacts something mm. shocking. He does, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This sarkiness to yeah. him. Um, I'm guessing when he's talking about the rally, it's it's something similar to what we were talking about last episode. You know, where Servalan was on Earth to give this morale boosting yeah. uh, rally to the troops. It's that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know how um, how much of a, a boost Servalan hoving interview in her high heels would give the troops. I'm not no, sure. No, but. Um, all of a sudden, this is a, a, a big problem I've got with this uh, with this story. All of a sudden, Reeve says there's something up there, and shoots Dana in the arm. Yeah, but this is really badly edited. It's it, it's terrible. This is all studio bound. Okay, yeah. so there's no sense at all that Tarrant and Dana are on like like, like a cliff edge or at no, the top of the all above or a different in. level. Yeah. No. No. Oh, no nor. You, you get no sense from either actor that they are high up looking down or something. You know, I, it, I, I it think just you happens. Could have, you could have ended your sentence early there. You, you get no sense from either actor. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it makes no sense. And also, I mean, that, that presumably they're looking yeah. down and Reeve goes, there's something up there, and then shoots and hits Dana. So presumably Tarrant and Dana have seen that there's people down there, but yeah. they don't and spot the, Servalan. And the people down there have seen... Enough to be able to shoot Dana in the arm. Yes. But they don't go, there's people up there, let's go and investigate. It's immediately, no, let's talk about place. something else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'd have been yeah. better if they'd have had him shoot up wildly and then you hear a ricochet sound and Dana gets hit by the ricochet. Yes. Because at least you could say, oh, they haven't seen each other. Yeah. But they clearly have. He's yeah. seen them. Yeah. <laughs> but when he turns around, Servalan's gone. Um, and. Uh, Tell, yep. that Dana is teleported up, okay, against her will, um, by herself, leaving Tarrant behind, who's starting to feel a bit woozy. Why? Why doesn't Tarrant go back up with her and just explain what's going on? You know, why? Why, he, why? Why this? Is it the sand? Is uh, are we supposed to believe the sand is now influencing him, and and that what make him go? No, it's all right. I'll carry on by myself. I think we're meant to, but he he doesn't act in any way really different than his thought. You could his thought behaviour so far. So I, I'm happy to buy that Tarrant's such a twat that he 
he will carry on because he he would see it as as giving up or you know he he can't ever see himself failing can he so oh, I, suppose. I can i can buy that he can but i think you're i think you're absolutely right that we're meant to ascertain that ah the sand is is bringing out his alpha male side is that um, that wooziness this, yeah yeah because he's something's happened to him isn't he because he's always drunk or his perm's too tight you might be right. That's what it is. It's the fumes <laughs> from his perm. Yeah, it, he was he was doing his hair just before, and it's it's got to him in that enclosed little studio space. Um, the other thing that annoys me is how much sand gets beamed up with. That was my next question, Dana. She she because you don't see up. anything, do you? I... You see a little bit, right? Yeah. But how does that happen? Does that mean every time <coughs> they've been in a quarry and they've yeah. been teleported up, they've always brought a bit of soil or mud or whatever back with them she is teleported up not she and yeah. a bit of the ground yeah so how i mean are there any biofilters or anything on this system does that mean that when they're stood on concrete a little bit of the concrete gets and there's like a little a dint in the concrete every time they beam up yeah yeah oh, no, it's rubbish. Yep. it's rubbish um Talking about rubbish, we then go inside the Federation ship and you've got this laughable green sand oh, moving God, across yeah. the floor, haven't you? Um, yeah, and then we go it's, outside uh, in it. It's, not, it's, meant to be, it's meant to be really threatening, isn't it? And it's oh, not. It's as threatening as the maggot creature in the Ark in space as he's like crawling yeah. along the floor, isn't it? You know, maybe if it had been not so brightly lit... You know, that might have helped it a bit, but no. Oh, no, it's laughable. It's laughable when we go outside and we see Servland walking across that CSO landscape. And then she sees the base. Very moon base alpha, the way it's there in that crater. Yes. Uh, that hollow there like that, I thought. But also, they I, did. I'm presuming the, the, the ship that crashed before built this base. But then you get some lines where it's like the sand has made the base for them or set the base up and got the lighting going and it's like how is this sand doing this no how, I, does, I, how does sand I, operate a hammer i i don't know i i got the impression the sand allowed them to make the base and yeah, then it, it started be. influencing and yeah but the next terrible thing happens which is this bloody stupid reeve and tarrant peeking around the corners <laughs> of, 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 of the, this is the only bit of the base exterior that we get to see and they look like porter cabins yeah. or something they've been pushed together to make sort of like little alleyway affairs it's so cheap and shoddy yeah it's it's to, it's like the lowest possible budget they've spent on it it's oh um, and, and I'll tell you what makes it even worse is you've got that awful starry sky superimposed yep. on the top as well. It, and, oh, it's dreadful. Um, but just after that, Reaver's got the drop on Tarrant. All right, don't be scared. I'm not going to kill you. Let me introduce myself. Investigator Reeve. Perhaps you've heard of me. And you must be one of Keller's team. So I'll just disable you to be going on with it. Just so you know we can be friends. Better stand still, though. I'll aim for your leg. But I'm not the world's greatest shot, so if you move... And he thinks that Tarrant is one of Keeler's... Uh, sorry, I keep saying Keeler, Keller's team. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense, as we he's, know he's that Reeve the, knows yeah. that... Keller is the only one left alive. So how can he be one of Keller's team? 
But he's seen the tapes. He's studied the mission. He knows enough about this mission to know all the ins and outs that they crashed. That they were, but again, uh, are we expected to to believe that they don't put photographs of people on? Perhaps they mm. don't. Perhaps they don't. Well, Tarrant has got a tighter perm than usual. Maybe it's the perm yeah. that's thrown yeah. him off, and that's why he doesn't recognise him. Yeah. Perhaps it's um, the sand <laughs> causing it. We do, that'll be our get-out clause for any of the nonsense in this. Well, oh, it was well, the sand. <clears throat> well, again, the sand shows its intelligence now because it affects Reeve just enough to allow Tarrant to shoot him because it's judged Tarrant to be the bigger of the uh, alpha males. And so yeah. it allows Tarrant to shoot him dead. Yeah. And next we get um, a pantomime laugh off camera and in comes a smirking Servalan and tells him that... Uh, Tarrant has just killed an enemy of hers, doesn't she? Yes, yeah. The, again, a lot of very unbelievable arch Bond style dialogue going on here. Mm. How did we get to this point from political drama? Ha- I'll me- I was going to mention it in a minute, but I'll mention it now. Um, Tarrant's. There is Servalan right in front of him. Yep. He should have either teleported straight up or shot her, shouldn't he? Yeah. You know, don't stand and have a conversation. I don't understand this. I don't understand this at all. Um, and that might, then made me think well, about... This, this is the trouble. When when you have a recurring villain in any show that you meet or interact with every week, after a couple of times, it you can't keep having them meet and not kill each other. Yeah. Otherwise, it becomes so unrealistic. And I think this is, this is what a lot of the problem is with later season three season four episodes is i mean i i love jacqueline pierce i think I, she always enlivens an episode but she's used too much you imagine if it was different federation offices this problem's gone you're right talent should have either just killed her or immediately called up to the scorpio and said i've got serverland here i mean are we expected to believe that the sand is making his libido so strong that he's thinking Maybe. Ooh, i might i might get it away with this uh, lady if i play my card for it. it's just yeah. it's nonsense i'll tell you what though thinking about it um this is one of those points one of these divergent points which is yeah what if he had done that what what if he had just teleported up and he said it's not worth it too dangerous serverlands down there and they went away okay we yeah. we've, we've discussed on on this show before that at this point in season four the scorpio crew have no beef against <coughs> the federation they're just trying to keep away from the federation and it is serverland that is pursuing the scorpio because she wants aurac now if yep. If Tarrant was to have teleported at that point, that would leave Servalan on the base with Chesco, and she would be stranded for life on that planet. Servalan's out yeah. the, out the way. I can't think of anybody else in the Federation that would want to pursue Orak. So yep. the events after this story of Sand would never have happened. You would never have had the events of Blake happen or anything. No, Tarrant has messed up big time here, yeah. hasn't he? And the the federation at this point is so in flux that we probably would get back to where it's a a heavy-handed but generally fair and live livable under system mm. yeah he's he's screwed up big time again because he uh he wants to get his end away <laughs> that's a he's, nice way of putting yeah. it okay all right well up on the scorpio they're getting knocked around in the um you know the upper atmosphere and um Avon thinks that the Scorpio is the problem. Avon! Move it! 
it'll stay this far down. The atmospheric conditions below don't indicate storm weather. What's causing it? I think we are causing it. What? There's so much static charge, not to mention the mysterious chemicals that Keller picked up on his computers. Now we have introduced a brand new alien substance. This ship. We are irritating the atmosphere and it's scratching. Noisily. And Tarrant's communicator appears to have packed up. He didn't want anyone else down there. I wonder why not. Well, you can always go down and find out. Orak, teleport. Teleport? I am not programmed three squared to the principal. Oh, no. I love you. Orak. My emotions are deeper than the seas of space. One times one is only possible in the ultra-dimensional. Turn Orak off. I love you. Off. We will be lovers for a little while, or maybe for a long while. Who knows? I do. What a thought. Keller was right again. Villa, try and bring Taran back up. Non-operation. Well, now, none of us is going to faint with amazement at that, are we? What's the next move? The usual one. We'll wait. And that the Scorpio is an itch, and the planet is scratching. What? 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 Yeah. What? What? Why would he come to that uh, conclusion? Yeah, because the the script tells him to. Oh, I suppose. There's no other way. There's no way he could have worked out that by what we've seen so far happen to them. Just having a bit of turbulence is not the planet scratching. I mean, how many other times have they gone through a sector of space, especially on the Liberator, where there's turbulence, there's electromagnetic effects, there's stuff like that. Never have they before said, oh, perhaps it's us upsetting the universe. Yes. yeah, it, at this point, they've no idea about the sand, have they? They've not no. worked that out yet. Um, so why are they even thinking that it's a conscious thing? It's not just, oh, this is a bit of an unsettled planet. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, we've got terrible dialogue again. This line of Avon's, Terence communicator oh, yeah. must have packed up. Packed up? That's not yeah. a Blake 7 piece of dialogue, packed up. Yeah, so again, I think this is, this was written for something else. Mm. I reckon, and they've just they've just taken out, tipexed out whatever names were in it. Probably some space it. names, yeah. Bor and Tarkov yes. and things like that. <laughs> and they've just put the Blake Seven names in. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Uh, Avon, <coughs> Avon tells Orak for some reason that escapes me uh, to operate the teleport to send Sulin down. Yeah, but all they get is gibberish from Orak talking about love. Yeah, this this is this is the only bit I actually smiled at was when uh, yeah. when Avon uh, when Orax saying to Avon that he loves him, and I thought, yeah. okay, that's that's a nice funny that in a, in a better episode that would be a good point. This but is I what I I, yeah. I was referring to earlier. I, most of it's rubbish, but when yeah. but when Orak at the end goes, I love you to Avon. Yeah. It's Paul Darrow's face as he yep. shouts off like that. Yeah. That's the it's only brilliant. thing in this whole story that I like. It's the only thing. That's bad when that's the best thing in an episode, though, isn't it? About five seconds of a fifty-two minute show, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, is enjoyable. Yeah, that's it's not a good story. Yeah. Um, they try to get Tarrant yeah, that's, back that's up. That's not a good ratio of quality. It's not crap, is it? five seconds in 52 minutes. 
Um, they try to get Tarrant back up, but it's not working. Um, and uh, and Avon says, we'll do what we normally do. We'll wait. And he brushes quite a bit of sand off that yeah. console without actually seeming to notice that there's a whole lot of sand there. Again, WTF. There's all this sand on the console, and he hasn't noticed it. Yeah, why has he not gone, where's all this sand come from? Yeah. Do, is there normally sand on the... The, the Scorpio does it normally fall from the ceiling is it is it that tattier ship yeah yeah down on the planet no Tarrant no not at all down on the planet Tarrant wants teleporting up and away uh, yeah. from Serverland but she wants to know what is his beef with her what a shame yes it is rather a pity we could all have had a reunion instead the reunion is limited to two what is your particular grudge against me? Oh, let me see. You sat and watched my brother die. That doesn't seem to make me like you very much. Aside from all the countless other reasons anyone might have for blowing your head off. What fascinating violence. Oh. Yeah, where to begin? Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's absolutely right. You know, she, she was instrumental in the death of his brother. That's the reason why he should now be shooting her or running yep. away. Do anything. Don't have a conversation with this woman. He knows exactly what she's like. He knows how treacherous she is. He should be legging it. Yeah. He... Again, if they're maintaining that it's the sand causing him to act weirdly, spell that out a bit more. Yes. You know, yeah. but but we're, we're just expecting... And the trouble is, that could be the case, but we've had this before with Avon and a load of other characters. It seems to be as soon as they... It's almost like they're saying as soon as they see Servalan, in this world, she's such a... Uh, a good-looking lady that she instantly common sense goes out the window she's a it, temptress isn't she yeah you know no you compare this to season one serverland and there is yep. no comparison this oh, so season one serverland professional doing a job yeah. there's no real emotion involved in any of this yeah yeah to oh, this ah no, oh. it, 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 it's rubbish it's all rubbish Dear me. you know Oh, and yeah, you know, because this whole going in for a smooch with him, and you know, a, a range of three feet, what about one inch, and all like this, and oh. blow her head off, you know, just blow I her actually, head off. Yeah. Well, this I actually wrote dreadful. in there, this isn't Serverland. It's not, is it? It's it's this vampish. Yeah. I don't know what. I mean, this is like this a is, caricature of yeah. This Serverland. is this is space princess character, isn't it? This is. This is, this is somebody I mean, writing Serverland yeah. that doesn't understand Serverland. Terry Nation would not have written it this way. No. This, I don't know if you've ever read the John Carter books. Yes. And this is the sort of thing that happens in them, you know. It's Yeah, but that was written pulp. in the 20s. Yeah, all right, yeah, 30s. Exactly, Back in yeah. the 30s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Perhaps it, this, it, was, perhaps this is where it came from, yeah. Yeah, and, and next, something to go on the Facebook page uh, on the crap, um, you know, laser effects and that. That lightning... That goes over oh the base. wow! I was thinking, what, uh, uh, what? Yeah, this was a <laughs> this was a WTF moment. Yeah, it's like what? No, oh, well, rubbish, right, absolute crap. <laughs> that, but they get inside the base, and you've got sand everywhere, and it's almost up to the top of the windows. Yeah. Um, as I say, the heating's still on, and they think yeah. there must be someone still alive. But we've and, also. Um, I don't know. Was it? Is it this scene or was it the last scene where we find out how Serverland survived the Liberal? Oh no, that's coming up. That's, that's coming up. Coming up. Oh Jesus! Yeah. yeah, 
At the moment, though, I mean, you know, the computer that they find, it's talking about love, and that seems yep. to affect Serverland. Um, Tarrant finds a food replicator, um, and they find Keller, who's sat up. Yeah. Tarrant thinks he's alive, uh, but he's not. He's, he's dead, and he's still warm. He's supple, and he's warm. Yeah. And and so that's a bit of a mystery. We're going to find out the reason in a minute. It's going to be a crap reason, but we are well, going to find they, out. They, yeah, they sort of... They say why, but they don't... It doesn't make any sense. Unless... Nah, yeah, but it's Tarrant who says what the reason is. Tarrant could get yeah. it completely wrong. I mean, he That's says true, yeah. it feeds off cellular energy or something like that. So yeah, that body has sustained them, the, the sand, for four year, uh, five years. That, that, that warm body has been giving up some of its cell, cellular energy. That's a yeah. long time, isn't it? Also, pardon me, I'm going to sneeze, I think. Also, it's um, and it handy that it just gave up the cellular energy just as they appeared. Yes. What would the sand have done if they hadn't have appeared? Mm. How much longer would he have stayed warm and supple? Yes. Yeah. Um, the next uh, WTF, um, something is banging on the outside door. Yeah. Um, and when they open the door, it's just sand. How can sand bang? <laughs> that should have been the name of this program. <laughs> How can sand bang? Yeah, it's yeah. It's the only dish. thing I can think of, and it's given it far too much credit, is do you remember in the old Steve Ditko Spider-Man's, you had Sandman, yes, and he could turn yeah. the sand hard, couldn't he? Almost like concrete. Um, maybe it's that, but uh, no. I suppose I'll... it's it's probably good that the BBC didn't attempt to show that though. Yeah. The next thing, that two things happen, and they're, they're, they're simultaneous, and one is absolutely horrific, and the other one I don't mind so much, is when Serverland gets scared by a beep from the food replicator. Yeah. Um, and that is horrible, because the Serverland of seasons one, two, and three would not be scared by a, a chime going off in their equivalent no. of a microwave. Again, this, this isn't Serverland. This is some other character that they've called Serverland in the yeah, script. Yeah, Guaranteed. But what I do like is... If you watch that, Jacqueline Pierce almost loses it, doesn't she? She she almost starts to laugh, uh, and you can see that what? she holds it in. But she does this frantic scream and then holds in a laugh. You know. Yes. Yeah. There's a couple of bits in this where, like, she does that, and then in a in a couple of scenes or in the next scene, she drops out of character. Mm. It's almost as if, and I was thinking, have they have they filmed the rehearsal, or was this the best take they had? I don't know. It's like she it's almost as if she's she's stops acting and she says the line in her own voice. Yeah. Um and it's like was that intended? I don't know. No, the but, WF? WTF? Yeah. But I tell you what, um she she wasn't well <coughs> Jacqueline Pierce wasn't well oh, during right. the making of the fourth season and she does look very gaunt in this. She and, does, and yeah, she, she doesn't look very... well at all, bless her. Yeah. Um all right, up on the Scorpio, um, Villa says he feels hungry and tired. I'm hungry. Is that why I feel dizzy? Let's play a mind game. Lovely. Let's imagine the three of you have come under a malign psychic influence. To use antiquated terminology, a curse. Now why us and not you? Before my time. What are you getting at? I seem to recall you telling me of an alien trying to take over the Liberator through Cali. Avon killed it. Psy powers and negative influence left behind. <laughs> Thunder, right on cue. This is silly. Is it? 
the indestructible liberator was destroyed. And Callie died. Why don't you just shut up? What the hell do you know about any of that? Do you believe anything of what you've just said? Not one word. Um, and we get a bit more backstory. Um, as uh, Sulin says, and it's a terrible line. She starts it with a terrible line. I seem to recall, which is a terrible way to start a line, yeah. but she says about how the crew was affected once by a psychic alien taking Callie over. She's yeah. referring, of course, to the to other Tanith Lee story. Yeah. Yes. Um, lucky, so isn't it? It's not eh? a surprise. Yes. And she suddenly starts saying, well, maybe you're all cursed. That's why I'm not affected, because, you know, I wasn't on the Liberator at the time. It's the, uh, by the way, this is the last time the Liberator is ever uh, ever mentioned in the oh, show. that's a, a shame. Uh, and it's mentioned by Sulin, which I yeah. thought was quite nice. Um, yeah, she says about, you know, they might be under a curse because, you know, the indestructible Liberator was destroyed and Callie was killed. And that's when Villa snaps and tells her to shut up. Um, Michael Keaton is very good in this moment, yeah. and I do like to think that's not the sand effect in him. That that yeah. is Villa feeling protective towards Callie. Yeah, someone else is saying something about Callie because I think he had he had secret, well, not so secret, but deep down he had feelings for Callie. Didn't yes, he, he did. He did. Um, he goes and sits down, and there's sand all around his feet. The, the next yep. WTF. It seems to have grown. This sand can now replicate itself. There's far more. There's tons of it. Like it's all around it. his feet, and nobody's noticing. It's bright green. It's yeah. almost as bad in as in Terminal when Dana and Villa don't notice those green, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the brown gunky things that uh, start appearing everywhere. The, but this is on the floor in a brightly lit, yeah. you know, flight deck, and nobody's noticed know, it. Yeah, I don't know about yourself, but like if someone moves something on your desk or. In yep. a room that you frequent, even just one thing, you go in there and your brain's going, something's changed. Something's yep. what is it? And these are meant to see a big pile of sand next to Villa. People behaving oddly, and they go, "Nah, can't bother mentioning that." <laughs> this is a weird one as well. So they mention sarcophagus, and they say yeah. that perhaps you're all cursed. So it's Tanithly trying to connect to make out that this is like the most important thing ever and it's all connected. Yeah. When they mention about the fact that Silverland survived the Liberator, I sort of got the feeling she was also saying that somehow it's the sand that that caused this, the curse, the alien, that caused Silverland to survive so that Silverland could make it to this point to be the best. And I was thinking, I must be wrong. Like she can't, that, that's so pretentious. But I that think you might case. be right. I think yeah. it might be yeah. the case. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, yeah. Um, that bit you were talking about um, is coming up now because yeah. Tarrant and Servalan are having a romantic meal. How did you get away from the Liberator? It was difficult. It was impossible. Manifestly not. So how? The teleport. A malfunction. A power surge. Suddenly I was back on a Federation world. What a lucky little commissioner you are. Aren't I, though? Yeah, and, yes. And, yeah, we do indeed have a cod answer to show how she got off the yeah. doomed Liberator. A power surge in the teleport sent her to a Federation world. Yeah. I'm sorry if any of my children are within uh, listening distance, but that's bollocks, right? That, yeah, it's utter, utter crap. It makes no sense. I mean, even, I think... It, it, are they expecting... I don't know, perhaps Tannis Lee was expecting the fans to go... Oh, that's what happened. It's rubbish. 
Terminal was in intergalactic space, yep. wasn't it? There, it was. there, there was not another star anywhere near um, nope. where they were. Okay. Yeah. Where was this? Where was this Federation planet? Yeah. Yeah. Within teleport distance. Yeah. Of the so Liberator. This, so this curse generated by the sand uh, caused the Liberator to somehow, like what, like multiple quadruple its range. Mm. With a power, oh, it's just nonsense. It is nonsense. Um, so they'd that's have been better that. off with Serverland. With, with at the end of that, Serverland says that, and Tarrant says, "Really?" And she went, "No," mm. and left it at that. It's like she's probably lying, she went, but it's just rubbish. It's pre- again, it's it's such. I don't know. She must think so highly of herself this time yeah. Lee when she's writing this. But e- even if you go, all right, Serverland's lying to Tarrant. That still doesn't answer how she got off. No, but I don't. I mean, I don't really need a reason. I know the answer yeah. to, to to how she got off. The, the answer is she didn't because it was meant the the show was meant to finish strip, at the end yeah. of season three. Oh. There wasn't meant to be a season four, you know. I and thought, you know, don't you? No, you, you exactly. Know that, yeah, Jacqueline Pierce wasn't well. It didn't look like she was coming back. They created yeah. this new character called Slear, who was going to be played by a completely different actor. And then when Jacqueline Pierce went, oh, I am available, that's yeah. when they did the rewrites and to say Slear is actually Serverland. She was never meant to have come back. No, it's just... Uh, you don't, I mean... Again, this, this need for a recurring main villain, Hands I don't think you villain. need it. Yeah. No. What I do like is what happens next is when Serverland says, you know, that uh, her presidency was stolen from her in her absence. And this is what we were talking about last week, you know, when we kind of like deduced that Anna Grant stroke Sula was vying for the presidency. She was actually doing this coup because she wants it. And it looks like, yes, indeed, while Serverland was away, um, it was stolen from her, but she intends to get it back. And she does say, doesn't she, anyone involved with her has been purged. And yeah. we saw that in Traitor, didn't we? You know, anybody who knows who Slear is, uh, actually is, is killed immediately. Which, I, again, I don't see the logic of that. So she's killed everyone that might be sympathetic to her coming back because they knew her as Servalan and not as Slear. Why wouldn't you, surely you would want to keep the people that... No, I think it's the opposite. It's anybody that would be opposed to her coming back she's getting rid of. Anybody, basically, who knew that she was yeah. Serverland, you know? But there you go. But but she's president. She's president Serverland. Yeah. Who in the Federation doesn't know who Serverland is? Your, your, yeah. your, your Delta grades know who Serverland is. That doesn't make any sense either. It would be like Trump disappearing and then re- reappearing as Mr. T. Rump <laughs> with a, a flat cap on and going, nope, I'm someone completely different. Yeah, because he's going, gone. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Trump never wore a flat cap, can't be yes. Trump. So I, I don't mind that bit, but then it, oh boy, it plunges downhill because that's when the flirting begins, you know, oh, and God, we get yeah. the whole, and again, apologies, you, you, you know, to people who do like this, but I certainly do not like the whole girl next door nonsense that's coming up, you know. Yeah. This this is Blake Seven. It's not Dallas. This is the sort of lines you get in Dallas. Well, I at first I thought, oh, this is actually this is quite a clever Blake Seven line. So, um, oh, Taryn, I'm just a girl next door. Well, I would move, and I thought, oh, that's that's a really good. And then he goes to next door, and it's like, yeah. oh, for God's sake! You do it's know just... that you know the story about Stephen Pacey owning a houseboat, don't you? 
Uh, I don't ring a bell, no. Yeah, during the making of season three or season four, he was telling, you know, Jacqueline Pierce, I live on a houseboat, and uh, she thought it was so nice, all the stories and anecdotes he was coming out with, she bought a houseboat really, really close to him, so she oh. actually did become his neighbour. I did not know that. There you go. Um, yeah, that's more interesting than this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that next bit to talk about is up on the Scorpio. For some unknown reason, Avon is playing something called probability squares. Yes. What on earth are you doing? It's called a probability square. You've never heard of it? No. Each square represents a piece of information. A fact, a reason for that fact, or a conclusion that might be drawn from that fact. You keep shifting the squares until you achieve a pattern that makes sense. The square represents Vern. Oh, playing Orac. And getting some very interesting results. Avon the machine. Oh, go away, Villa. I thought I liked you. You do like her. Now go and sit down. Funny, aren't I? If I died, it'd be a real joke. Who'd care? Who cared about Callie? Now, this is a WTF, all right? Because we've got fluorescent acrylic squares with words on that you're meant to shuffle around looking at the order of the outcome to try and deduce what's going on. Did you buy any of this? No. A, I can't, Avon would say this was utter nonsense. Avon's a very logical computer-based person, so this is this is just rubbish. Uh, and it, again, it's it, it. This strikes me as something that was in a different script, hmm. and they've written it in. And I I could have almost have, I mean, you could you could have done a similar scene where where Avon's asking the computer or Aurac or something a basic series of logical questions, and it's getting the logic wrong. And from that, he deduces that something's affected their logic mm. and something might be affecting Tarrant's logic and so and work it out like that but for this thing it's it it it's just rubbish it smacks a bit of like um in Hitchhiker's Guide where they pull scrabble towels out of a bag <laughs> to mm. find out what the the ultimate question is uh, and that was done as a joke but this is sort of done as a serious thing and it's, it it is it's, serious yeah did you try having a look and see what was written on the squares I didn't know. Nor, I mean, normally I would do stuff like that, but I was so bored by this episode at that point, I just wanted it over. Well, I was bored, so I, mm. I did do it. Um, I paused it, got up, and like turned my head almost upside down to have a look. And the only things I could actually see yeah. written are uh, sand are on yeah. two of the tiles, light is on two of them, then we've got carbon, earth, water, and air. Now, just with those ones there, how are you supposed to deduce anything? It's just rubbish, isn't it? It is rubbish, yes. Um, and as he's explaining all this to Dana, in comes Villa, who's either drunk, I don't know if Michael Keating is meant to be drunk, or influenced by the sand. Yeah, I, I thought he was, I mean, he could have been both, to be fair, but I thought he was meant to be influenced by the sand at this point. Mm, yeah, because basically it's killing him. It's, <coughs> it, 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 <coughs> Oh dear! Um, yes, you're yeah. affected by the sand. Um, I am. My throat's I, gone I, by I, the sand. I think I think your your body's rebelling against you talking yeah, about I, this I think story. It could be. 
Yeah, it's you're going to lose your voice in once, the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take your voice away so you can't say anything more about I'm it. I'm obviously not the alpha male amongst us. So. Yeah, because that's what it's doing. Yeah, the sand is, is feeding off of him because yeah. it, it's judged um, Avon to be the alpha male. Um, and he sits down, he says, if I died, who'd, who'd care? Who cared about Callie? And I like that line, you know. Yeah. He's, he, he's still mourning the death of his friend, isn't he? He is, yeah. He still blames Avon, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. Tarrant's trying to figure it all out, and he thinks that the sand is behind it all. I know what it is. You don't happen to be boring me. Good, then I'll go on. No, answer a question first. Before I killed him, something peculiar happened to Reeve. What happened to the other two in your party? One died here. The pilot's still on the ship. There was a sandslide. If he's inside the ship, then he's probably safe. Oh, you're very clever, Servalem. Why can't you work it out? Sand slides, sand higher than the windows. Are you serious? If you think about it, it's the only explanation. What's that? You've seen the way it moves. Blown in the wind. There is no wind. Nonsense, it's been blowing. A sound like the wind, that's all. You're right. The air never stirred. There was no wind. The trace of life on Vern was the sand. Some emanation from it affects the atmosphere, even the magnetic fields of the planet, and causes the rest of the trouble. Ships crash, instruments fail, nobody can protect himself. And when the sand comes into contact with the human body, it sucks out the cellular energy, sometimes fast, sometimes slowly. I imagine that depends on how much sand is in the vicinity. But that's what Keller's plague was. Not a virus, a vampire. It killed all of them, except the girl. And then the third element of Vern's ecology took over. They were preserved. It appears the sand can nourish itself on the dead, too. So it makes sure the dead stay edible. And there's the unique element we came here to find. A preservative that acts indefinitely without dehydration or freezing. Oh, it could be incredibly useful. It's also completely ungettable under Vern's built-in conditions. A vampire? It's an imaginative theory, Tarrant, but it's flawed. We're still alive. I know. And that's the nastiest part of all. Well? Suppose the sand can reason in some rudimentary but quite logical way. A food source here can last for years, but it seems reasonable to think that it would like more food available. Fresh food. Don Keller and the girl. The last survivors here apparently immune. Then the girl killed herself. She must have guessed. Once the girl died, Keller immediately got sick. Her death made him expendable. Well, it's breeding stock, Servalan. It was keeping them alive to breed a race of food animals for itself. A herd. And that's our function. Yours and mine. Um, as I say, though, this is Tar Tarrant, so we don't know. Um, but he says the sands are lives. It sucks out the body's cellular energy. Um, and it's a vampire. Okay, and Servalan's like, a vampire? <coughs> Pardon me. You're all right. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's keeping Tarrant and Servalan alive to be breeding stock. Yeah. Um, and that's also where we find out, you know, that uh, Servalan and, and Keller were, <coughs> lo were lovers when she was 18. Um, and he left her, and Power became her lover. Yeah. Oh. So it's like Tanith Lee saying that this, this event in Servalan's life is what created the character, mm. which just annoys me more than anything else. Yeah. 
No, 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 it's tosh. It, it's tosh. I mean, she's really good. Jacqueline Pierce is really good in it. Yeah. Uh, but it's terrible. Um, up on the uh, Scorpio, Dana all of a sudden spots the sand. Avon, the sand all around him. It wasn't there before. Sand. Villa, get up. Get lost. Oh, thanks. I think I'm dying. Avon, look! Of course. Water. And we get the whole villa get up, to which villa goes get lost. Um, they take him to his chair and he spills his drink, which affects the sand, okay? Yeah. And at exactly the same time, Tarrant notices, next WTF, Tarrant notices a tear Servalan has shed has done the same thing. Now, how big is this tear that yeah. he, he, he notices what a single teardrop has done? It's... Uh... It's rubbish. Yeah. It's like, do you think M. Night Shyamalan was watching this when he thought of signs? Oh, went, yes. What a great twist. But they say, they go, of course, water. Why of course? Why, water's not sand's natural enemy. No. It doesn't kill it, sand. No. It doesn't, if no. it was salt, you could sort of understand it. But, it, but yeah, it's not, even it's then, sand. It's like, you know, I mean, we have sand at the bottom of the sea sand... and, it's, and it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Which is oh, fairly dear. watery, isn't it? You know? Yeah, we, something else we haven't mentioned is the fact that Tarrant had found a cube of bottled you yeah, know, spring bottled water. Spring water yeah. Who takes that on a scientific expedition to another planet? Yeah. Why and would why you only take, take a cube? Yeah, one? with that size, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even enough for a drink, is it? Well, it's an eye wash, <coughs> basically, isn't it? You could have an eye wash with it, yeah. Yeah, I suppose perhaps that was it. Ugh, it was eye oh. wash, which is, it's, it matches this, which is hogwash. It's hogwash, yeah. absolutely. You know, Servalan has got his gun at now, and, yep. uh, but we go back to the Scorpio, and they've finally figured it out. His pulse is very weak. Well, that should go very nicely with the rest of him. Well, there doesn't seem to be any more sand. There wasn't much, but it was everywhere. All right, Avon, you've told us your theory. It wasn't a plague on Vern. It was the sand feeding off human energy. Does that mean we reckon Tarrant is dead? Not necessarily. According to Orak's earlier information, there's probably a woman down there. It's just possible that Tarrant was stronger and fitter than the three men in the Federation patrol, in which case he may have been kept alive, as Kello was kept alive, and for the same reason. New food supplies? Yes, but what about us? Presumably, the sand up here has compared Villa's wits and stamina with mine and concluded that I am the dominant male. On the herd principle, therefore, it decided that Villa was superfluous and it could kill him. You two, of course, would have been allowed to live. Don't say it, Avon. I wasn't going to say anything. more of this than the ship take. Look, there must be some way to get Tarrant off that planet. Not unless we can do something about the sand on Virgin. One glass of water is not going to be enough. A rainstorm might be. But it never rains on Vern. Maybe we can change that. It's not perfect, 
But now that we have cleared the sand away from here, these instruments make some kind of sense. I believe that we can nurse this ship through a controlled nosedive. What? Where we are now, we are causing massive atmospheric disturbance. Let us get closer. Let us make it worse. Eventually, there may be enough of a build-up to create some kind of rain. Or to knock us out of the sky. This is not just a rescue mission for poor, gallant Tarrant. While the sand remains active, the planet will not let go of us. The instruments are unreliable. We have Vern hanging on our heels. How do you think we are going to get away? I take it that means yes. Well, how could we refuse, Avon? You are the dominant male, aren't you? That it must be the sand, says Avon. Um, and he, he also said that there must be a woman down there. Why, yeah. why, why is he thinking this? Why, why, why is he doing these massive... Leaps of Le- leaps, yeah, of, yeah. Because the plot needs him to. He's got to tie it up. He's only got five minutes left. Yeah, yeah. They got to have him do something. And and he also deduces that the sand who has has decided who the dominant male is on board, and and it's yep. feeding on Villa, and the girls are basically his harem, aren't they? You yep. know, and that's when Sulin suggests a rainstorm could affect things, and that's when Avon comes up next. WTF. With the preposterous, if we can guide this ship yeah. in a controlled nosedive, it might agitate the atmosphere enough to start some rain. What? Yeah. That makes I don't, no sense whatsoever. I don't think Tanith Lee understands how uh, weather works, does she? Oh. Yeah, if you agitate the atmosphere enough, um, water will spontaneously form on a planet which it would be hostile to the life form that lives there. So how is this sand even been around if there's enough water in the atmosphere that agitating it could cause precipitation utter utter shite it is isn't it and and as this uh crap is being unfolded we're in season four avon rage mode he's like barking all this out isn't yeah. he you know and uh the girls snap to it and then he he, he stops and he gives a little grin you know <laughs> this, yeah. this is this is oh dear um and Servalanus... No one's taking this seriously, are they? The no, actors? no, no. no. You, you've used the word more than once uh, today, yeah. uh, pantomime, and this yeah. is definitely what this is. You know, this is shocking. Um, Servalan has got the gun on Taran, and I like she's doing what we said before um, on the uh, How Melonby one is she doesn't know how, how to hold a gun. Yeah. She's holding the gun really awkwardly. Um, yeah, which is good. I like that. Yeah. Wouldn't um, it have been great, though, if she had just shot Tarrant dead? It would be great. That would have saved this episode. And that or would just, have cemented Servalan as a great character. Or, shot. she's not a good shot, she shoots him, she shoots right down the middle of that tight perm, and he gets like a centre, you know, yeah, passing right down him. the middle. <laughs> that would be funny. Like a landing strip right the way across the top of his head. That, that, that would have actually raised up this story a bit if that had happened. They would have um, done something stupid, though. Like They would have had Servalan pull the trigger and it goes, click, and Tarrant goes, I removed uh, the uh, ammo because uh, I thought you would do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something obvious like that, yeah. Um, it starts to rain there. And uh, up on the Scorpio, Slave comes back online. What happened? You wouldn't be any happier if I told you. Oh. What happened to me? Oh, not a lot. There wasn't enough of it to kill you. Kill me? It didn't. I'm not so sure. 
Slave? Yes, master. Nice to have you back. Put the automatics online. Check all records. How are you feeling now, Rack? Feeling is not a term which can, under any circumstances, be applied to me. Would you care to comment on the teleport? The teleport is fully functional. You gambled, Avon, but you won. Do I get a prize? Um, and Orak is back to normal as well. And yeah. um, we've got Sulin saying, uh, you gambled, but we won. Um, I don't think, I'll just mention it, I don't think Sulin looked uh, more beautiful than here. I think she looks terrific. Yeah, she's... Um, this, she's, she is the saving grace of this story. That, or I think she's the saving grace is... of season four so far. Yeah, I never used to think that. I, I, no. I used to find no. her quite irritating um, because it's like, oh, this isn't my old crew. But uh, over the years, I've grown to appreciate her more. I really yeah, have. Yeah, she's, she's much better than she gets uh, credit for. Yeah. We're nearly at the end, Ian. Hold out um, oh. for a bit longer. Tarrant and Serverland say their goodbyes. Um, and he, he's teleported up, looking a right drip as he does so. And yeah. um, they're on their way back to uh, Zenon Base. Homeward bound. You know... We might just as well not bother to come. The whole thing's been ridiculous. One consolation. Though we can't get the preservative, neither can the Federation. You never said what the woman was like, Tarrant. Didn't I? Pretty? Pretty familiar. Servalan. Servalan? Yes, she explained her survival. And did she excuse it too? Presumably she was after the same thing as the Federation, but for private purposes. And Don Keller was supposed to have been her lover. She told you that? Yes. You believed her? Not necessarily. I think it was a gambit to gain my sympathy in a nervous situation. And she got it too, didn't she? Your sympathy, I mean. Yes, Ava. I've said all I'm going to. has theorized that the planet makes its own sand. It's probably cooking up a new batch right now. Servalan may not get off Vern alive, which would make you the last man in her life. That's ironic, isn't it? And for some unknown reason that I can't decipher, Tarrant decides to tell them um, who the woman was down there. Why did he tell them? I think he's showing off. Is it bragging? Yeah, I think so. I think pure and simple, he's like, he couldn't not say. It's like, oh, I had Servalan. Yeah. annoys me as well that, that Dana gets uh, annoyed at him. She's, she, I think, that's rich of you. You've had so many opportunities yes. to kill Servalan, you stupid woman. Yeah. You, you've let her go on so many occasions, so you can't have a go at talent for it. Well, none of them are happy with him. They, 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 no. all, they, they all glare at him and walk out, yeah. don't they? Um, apart from Avon, and he doesn't believe a word of you know what Tarrant said that she said. Um, and I thought that, that that's the end of the story. It's a bit of a surprise to actually end on Servalan for once, rather than yeah. you know on the well, bridge we, of the we, Liberator or 
Scorpio. You missed you missed the best line in the whole thing. Which was where is it Dana or Sulin says the whole thing has been ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's no, a good point. Well done. Yes. You've, <laughs> is that is that in the script or they have you broke just the fourth wall? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and and no, yeah. We go back to Serverland where she sees yeah. Everything yeah. she said about Keller was true, because uh, why else would she say it? She's saying it to herself and Tarrant. Yeah. But it ends, yeah, yeah, it ends yeah. with "I didn't kill you yet." I um yeah I mean who's who's she saying that to? I don't know. But I wondered because you're right. We don't normally go back and tie up episodes like this. So was it a that they wanted to show that that all she said about uh, Keller was true? I mean, that's okay. Or B, do you think they thought people will be worried about the non-named pilot officer? People will want to know what happened to him. So they went back there so that they could show that he survived. I don't know. Yeah, because we've had this before. We had it in uh, in Orac. You have Serverland stranded somewhere. You never see her rescued. She yeah. just comes back next time, don't you? Um, yeah. But I think I think the reason for it, we'll go into behind the scenes now, is that uh, apparently Tanith Lee wrote this for Jacqueline Pierce. So that, 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 that kind of explains why she's one of the first people you see in the story and she's the very last person you see in the story. Yeah. And if that is true, if it was written for her, that would explain also, I think, why Jacqueline Pierce has said this is her favourite ever episode. I don't believe that because I know she didn't yeah. like the fourth season. I know that she didn't like what they had done with her character and the production designs and the stories. She didn't like any of that at all. I suppose it... it... Because people always, you know, with Doctor Who as well, people always ask the actors, what was your favourite episode? What was your favourite story? And I, I think there's so many different reasons in it. Because it's not, you're not saying this is the... If someone says, what's your favourite episode? You're not saying, what's the best written episode? What's the best directed episode? I mean, it could be something as simple as, what episode did you, behind the scenes, enjoy the most? Because you had just won a competition. You know what I mean? Or anything like that. So in Doctor Who, every especially the unit years, people would ask John Pertwee or Nicholas Cutley, say, what was your favourite episode? And they would always say, The Demons. Mm. And it's not necessarily that that was the best story. It's because they had a lovely time away at Oldbourne, yeah. living in a pub. And that's why it was always their favourite. And it could be this, that, that Jacqueline Pierce, it was her favourite because of something that happened behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. You, you just don't know, no. no. But, uh, yeah, apparently that is the situation. Um, what else have I got? It was filmed at Ealing, um, yep. not at the BBC. It was all at the Ealing Studios. Um, the 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 guy who you know, Bod, the, the you know, the guy who got killed, um, yeah. was an actor by the name of Peter Craze, um, who had previously played Prell in Seek, Locate, Destroy. So that was his second Blake oh. Seven appearance. Uh, at least he had a name in Seek, Locate, yeah. Destroy. Uh, he's just assistant in this one. And, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Inspector Reeve. Uh, Stephen Yardley. Stephen Yardley, that's it, yes. Yeah, now, Stephen Yardley, every time I see him, even when watching Blake 7, you know, I just think of Howard's Way. Yes. This, uh, yeah. th this soap, which was big, wasn't it? It was big in the 80s. It was huge, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was in that. He was one of the main characters in that. Um, very well known for it. Um, regarding genre tallies... Uh, he's got, it's an okay rating, genre tally of six. Yeah. Okay, I know two, well, three, well, four if okay. you include Blake Seven. Four, yeah. four out of the six I reckon you know, all right? So okay. the very first thing... I could he, probably name a few of them. But... All right. 
I bet you don't know the first one. I don't know if you uh, you're a fan of this show, but uh, we're going back to the early seventies. Uh, the Champions. Mm. Oh yeah, I know the Champions, but I wouldn't have known him from that. No. Yeah, it was just like a, a, a guest <laughs> yeah. character in that. Next was his first Doctor Who appearance. Uh, what would that have been? And do you know the character's name? It's fa- so I know he was in Vengeance of Varos, but that was later. That was about eighty six, wasn't it? But his um, first Doctor Who oh. was... No, go on, tell me. Genesis of the Daleks. Oh, hang on, hang on. He was Severin. Well no. done, well yeah, done. Severin, yeah, Severin, the Muto, yeah. We'll blame that on your flu, yeah. that you didn't get that. Yes. yes. He, he's yeah, the one who helps uh, Sarah Jane going up he that is, rocket. Yeah. He's really uh, good now. I mean, he's a, I, I like him in pretty much everything I've seen him in, in like um, Triffids and things like that. I, I think he always plays a good, solid everyman part which is yes, probably he why does. he fails here because yeah. he's not an everyman he's meant to be a, that's my problem that's yeah. my problem with him um not not him i don't have a problem with him with the actor it's just i i i think he's miscast with this character mm. uh the next one you've just mentioned it there yeah day of the triffids uh, yes he's in that you, you wouldn't hazard to guess his character's I name i wouldn't know the character's name he's the he's the guy in the flat whose family of have gone up to gas themselves. He plays the pub landlord. That's or it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's called John. All right, he's John. John. Oh, right. Then Blake Seven um, here. Then Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, Vengeance, Vengeance on Varos. Remember the character yep. name? Uh, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's um, it's, you, it, it was always you a two first letter. It's st- Status Stannis. Go no. on, Arak. Yetta. No. No, it's Arak, apparently. Arak. Yes. There you go, Arak. Sorry, yeah. My brain's and, mush. And then the last genre thing he was in was the pilot episode of Hex. Hex. That's an American that. thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's not supernatural. Like it's like a witch yeah. thing, yeah. He was in the pilot episode of that, so oh. I guess he moved out to the States to do stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Genre tally of six. Who tally of two. That's respectable. Um, yeah, yeah. Most people only get a who tally of one, so he's yeah. got two. Um, I've been, I've been totting it up as we go along. Sans WTF count is eleven. Wow. All right. Now we're going to have think, to see if sarcophagus. I, I, I'm, can I'm beat trying to think that. what episodes might beat that. Sarcophagus yeah. might. Sarcophagus might. What's that one where they land in the black void on the Liberator? Oh, that's um, yeah. Dawn of the Gods. Dawn of the Gods. I think that might. Yeah, that might, that's got a fair few. What? Yeah, Rebels. all right. This is a new feature then. The yeah. W2TF count. All right, and um, next next thing we've got um, the assassinator list. Well, for, me, for I don't know about you. For me, this is this is well worse than the assassin. This is I I, I never really want to watch this again in my life. But if forced to, I'd watch Assassin. That's how bad this is. So I you're think, saying, yeah, yes, it's going on going on the yes, list it's... and below Assassinator. Yep, for me, it's on the list, definitely. It's below Assassin. I would say this is certainly the worst episode we've watched since doing this program. And I'd probably say it could... I mean, Sarcophagus could still beat it because I've not seen that in a long, long time. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, a utterly shockingly bad episode. Well, on the assassinator list, <coughs> all, all I'm doing at the moment... Oh, yeah. I've just had a Pardon message me. saying, Ian's microphone audio is very loud and may be clipping. <laughs> oh, I'm wow, not surprised wow. it damn near blew my it's ear probably because I just coughed into the microphone. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think it's calmed Sorry. down now. No, I, all I'm doing at the moment on the Facebook page with the assassinator list is as a uh, story 
appears on the list, yeah. does it go above or below Assassinator? But with no thought given to which ranking there is below. So right. I thought when we get to our very final episode, episode 100, we will actually put in order the Assassinator uh, stories, okay? Right, that makes sense. Um, so you're saying on the list and at the bottom, okay? Yes. Right, I say, well, uh, like Assassin, it's a terrible plot, terrible dialogue, shoddy production design, and a central character played by an actor I don't think should be playing it. Um, is it worse than Assassin? And I say uh, yes, yeah, because... Well. With uh, with this one, we've got five seconds out of 52 minutes with Orak yeah. declaring his love for Avon, right? At least in Assassin, we had Nebrox, didn't we? Yep. And yep. we had the fake cancer, uh, both of which we liked. Yeah, so, yeah, liked. De definitely on the list and definitely below Assassin as well. So I'm agreeing with you there. Yeah, right. it'll, it'll be interesting, anyone listens to this that likes this episode, and statistically, there's got to be, because this always appears quite high in people's top tens for some reason um yeah let us know why you like yes, it yes yes what have we missed are we just too stupid to understand it perhaps that's it maybe because Could we're be. not alpha males or something well that's true yeah we're not responding yeah. to it i don't know all right well that's it that's uh that's this story sorted out um join us next time folks um of course this is season four so next time we're going to do a special episode and this time we're going to do a special one on the weapons scene oh, in the blake yeah. seven universe so uh, join we'll us for that one next time yeah we can look at old-fashioned percussion weapons percussion weapons yes and a whole lot more so join us for that next percussion, time yeah. thank you ian you'll go off and get a limb sip I'm going and, to, I'm going uh, to go and uh, take some pills and things. Yes, indeed. All right. Okay. Speak to you soon, Ian. Thanks, Eric. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.